Hello, and welcome to Weed and Grub. December 18th. Yeah. At the San Pedro Taco Bell. Okay. Alana Beshiom. Okay. I'm not sure how to pronounce her last name, so we'll go with Beshiom. She has now filed a lawsuit with the Los Angeles Superior Court. Okay. So this was last December 18th, I'm imagining. Yes. Okay. But it has finally reached the Los Angeles Superior Court mm-hmm. because at her San Pedro Taco Bell, okay. she is suing them. For a raunchy alcohol-fueled Taco Bell party that included open sex. Oh. In in the Taco Bell? In the Taco Bell. During the holiday Ooh. party. <laughs> but it gets so much deeper than that. Like, that's the <laughs> clickbait headline. Mm-hmm. But for, for everyone who saw this on Twitter or already knows it, if you have not read the article... There is a lot to unpack, and I wanted to start with it. Okay. I, I, so many questions. I'm just going to let you get through it, and okay. then maybe I'll ask you things. So I'll get to the scintillating stuff from the headline first, mm-hmm. but then also, I think there is more egregious <laughs> things that Taco Bell should sue her for. Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah. This is a great... Okay. Okay. Great. So... To start with, here's her lawsuit at the San Pedro Taco Bell. Uh, Her supervisor covered all the windows and the um, cameras in the lobby with wrapping paper. Okay, wait, I have just up top. Was this a Taco Bell holiday party? Yes. Okay. For all employees. Gotcha. And their significant others. It wasn't like an office party that came to the Taco Bell. It was (laughs) actually, (laughs) gotcha. (laughs) Because like, fuck yes. Listen. You know, yeah. like I've, I've been to so many holiday parties when I was a restaurant worker and they would have a holiday party at like some other restaurant. Take us to a Taco Bell. Yeah. Please. Yes. Lay on the Crunchwrap Supremes. Well, in this case, this is an employee and significant other SO party. Okay. okay got it. So they covered the windows and the cameras and wrapping paper. Jesus. Um, Already then, like. Um, they overserved the supervisor overserved alcohol to the entire staff. Mm-hmm. And then around midnight, um, she stepped out. For a short time, and when she walked back in, she saw a coworker having sex with his wife in front of everyone. Oh my god! Uh, the coworker was also kissing her female manager and another female coworker at the same time. So an orgy <laughs> broke out in the lobby of a Taco Bell. That's not even open sex. Yeah, that's straight up like wow, wow. Mm-hmm. Okay, group sex happening. Yes. Um, also, she saw an employee throwing up in a trash can. Yeah. Right. That's and then, every night at a Taco Bell. And then another and then her manager and another coworker were having a sexual encounter near the vomit. Oh. <laughs> like what a crazy party. It was only midnight. <laughs> I did not expect that. That caught me totally off guard. Sorry. I was like, sexual encounter fun. Near the vomit. Yeah. No. Okay. <laughs> okay. And so then she reported the in- incident to Taco Bell Human Resources and the Alvarado restaurant group who owns the stuff. And the manager and all the coworkers were all fired. Uh-huh. Um, and then after their termination, the uh person doing the suing. Um, says she was threatened and had her car window shattered by someone associated with her fam- former co-workers. Okay. And she also claims that Taco Bell did nothing about these threats and instead told her that they were just going to transfer her to a new location rather than discipline the employees. Mm. And now she is saying she has suffered actual and consequential incidental financial loss. And mm. um, there is a lawsuit happening. So I will stop there okay. with um, those are all her claims. Yes. Okay. Okay. 
What up, Mary Jane? How's it going, Mike? So good. Welcome to a very fun Weed and Grub, everyone. This is a podcast about comedy, cannabis, culture, cooking, calling shit out, and um, group sex at holiday parties. <laughs> Many parties coming up. Wear hey, protection. I'm not going, but yeah, have a great time, everyone. Well, yeah, I'm be coming safe. or going. Yep. Awesome. <laughs> Female condoms, everyone. Evidently, they work great. Somebody was just doing stand-up about that the other night at the comedy store. They're back in the zeitgeist. Huh. Yeah. And they were saying how great they felt and how they really recommend them as well. Yeah. They're very, very safe. And the cool thing is that the woman, so it's like you put it into your vagina mm-hmm. and then it's just kind of ready for whenever you're like, you don't have to have, the guy doesn't have to be erect to actually put a condom on in order to have sex. So you can just sort of like be ready with the protection in place and then have sex whenever you're both ready and you're both protected. It's just on the sort of opposite end of the condom spectrum that is right? such a good move for a holiday party don't you think yeah <laughs> just be ready be ready there's no wrapper in the trash can yep. there's no like just show up with your female condom in place yes and then you can go <laughs> just don't do it next to the vomit guys please that's just no so here's the what i consider more egregious part that taco bell should sue her for oh mm-hmm. okay taco bell suggested and encouraged all people to bring food for the potluck style buffet Mm. her contribution was a bowl of guacamole Uh uh-huh you don't bring guacamole to a taco bell party that's crazy why would you bring mexican food to a mexican fast food restaurant and it's a holiday party at a taco bell you think that they don't have all the fixins that you sit around next to every day well well, uh uh, I'm confused because you were making it sound like the party was already catered by Taco Bell and then when people were also invited to bring their own dishes or was it just a potluck? It says nothing about the own dishes, but it is a potluck. Yeah. But that's like if you worked at McDonald's every single day and then you were like, oh, let's have the holiday party here. And you were like, oh, I guess I'll bring meat patties. Great. Like, no, it's not. You yes, work with is. that food all the time. You should be bringing something outside of your work culture zeitgeist. If you're going to do a potluck at a Mexican restaurant, you don't bring taco. You don't bring tacos. That's what you work with every day. You bring something else. I mean, I think it's arguable that Taco Bell is a Mexican restaurant. And also, I think guacamole is a very good choice because I love guacamole. So I would be happy. And I think you should bring the thing that everyone loves. Don't you think? No, because you're around it all the time. I think everyone was like, this is disgusting. We eat this all the time. So what are you doing? Like, what's supposed to bring like something from the Fried chicken, grew up with? macaroni and cheese. Oh, uh, okay. Fair enough. You know what I'm saying? Sure. Yeah. Um, root beer floats. Great. Not guacamole. <laughs> Okay. Then. Fair enough. <laughs> I feel like this is kind of a cream corner up top, too. I know. Well, we... Oh, uh, we, we got to get to some plugs before we dive into our cream corner. Okay. So. Then. So she stepped outside, mm-hmm. walked back in, sees an orgy. What was she doing outside? Uh, Probably smoking a cigarette. Okay. Right? That's I mean, my these guess. These are just, as the lawyers, fair to know, what were you What were you doing outside? Yeah. I, my guess is smoking a cigarette or something. Okay. Fair enough. Um, Shocked and disgusted, she said she ran out of the restaurant after seeing the sex... And then she ran back into the restaurant because she forgot her guacamole bowl. <laughs> That's the best part of this story. <laughs> I know, isn't it? It's the part the least people, the least amount of people are talking about, and everyone should be talking about that's, that. That's that's it. That's that's. That's it. I mean, she lost her case. <laughs> right there. She lost her case. I was shocked and appalled. Shocked and disgusted, but I had to go back in to get my guacamole bowl. Holy, oy. <laughs> I don't even know where to go from that. That's perfect. Isn't that funny? That's a perfect story. Like She ran out, stutter stepped, hit her knee, goes, 
dang it. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to have to watch my coworkers having group sex while I retrieve my yeah. Pyrex. Yeah, her hand is covering her eyes. She's feeling for the buffet oh, table no. to retrieve. Do you want that guacamole bowl? No. 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 If I'm surprised by my coworkers having group sex at an open holiday party, I don't need to retrieve that bowl. Also, I could just get it another day. And also, why are you being such a narc with your... Like, I understand that it was problematic. You didn't feel safe. It was upsetting. Like, I get all of that. But really, to report it to the HR... Like, I don't know how I feel about that. I don't know. I would have to think about it a little bit. I don't like it at all because it's around midnight. Everyone's partying. Yeah. Had you decided that this wasn't for you from jump, then you should have left from jump. You don't go in, do all the things, leave, come back, see things, leave, come back. Yeah. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. Yeah. I've just like, I've been at some holiday parties. There was one holiday party when I was working at a place in uh, New York. I was a bartender and the holiday party got really fucking out of control. And a couple of people did lose their jobs. And it was because they hooked up in really terrible ways. And there were, yeah, it was like, yeah, it was bad. So I understand like, uh, there being repercussions for doing things like this, but for her to like sue and take it to HR and like that should have been dealt by, wait, was it the management who were the ones who like put the wrapping over the correct, the supervisor, I guess that's why she went to HR. I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. I would not personally report, but also guess you got to do what makes you feel safe. Well, but you sound like someone who would have brought guacamole to a Mexican restaurant Christmas party. So you're as culpable in my My eyes as she is. My guacamole recipe is fucking delicious and everyone would thank me for bringing it. Okay. What do you got? You had a little lime? You got a little minced red onion. You got a little minced tomato. You got a whole lot of cilantro. You've got obviously a shit ton of lime and or lemon. Obviously, the, f- the fresh guacamole and then uh, this minced jalapeno. Mm. No cumin. I disagree with our friend Caitlin Gill on that because she put cumin in. Cumin? Cumin? She put it in her guacamole <laughs> and we went back and forth about it. I was like, yeah, it's a different flavor profile. What's your spice level for guac specifically? Hot as fuck. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. You got the, the cooling cream. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. A, lo- a whole lot of jalapeno going on. Um, I would also say my personal preference for what to use as the dip vehicle. Is it your dick? Is my dick. (laughs) (laughs) At a holiday party? At a Taco Bell holiday party. Great. Yeah, I'm trying to, you know, I can't believe they omitted me from this lawsuit. (laughs) But, you know. No, uh, uh, an everything bagel pretzel chip. What? I love that combination. That's that You blew my mind. (laughs) Never heard of such a thing. Okay. Red package. They're nice. Like a Stacy's? Uh, no, that's a pita chip. I'm talking about those thin little pretzel chips. They're oh, shaped like pretzels. Yes, I do know. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Totally. Know I think that's mean. the best dipper. Weird. Okay. <laughs> okay. So anyway, I just wanted to bring that up. up Fantastic. Because uh, everyone is partying. Everyone is around family. People are losing their mind. If any of you have a great holiday party story, please send it to us. Oh boy. I mean, yeah, I've, I stopped going to them after that one in particular that I mentioned because it was really upsetting. Like people did really get out of control couple people lost their jobs. Nobody felt good about it. Uh, yeah. yeah you over drinking with your up. coworkers, yeah. right? It's like, yep. ugh, no Exactly. Thanks. You don't want to wake up the next day and be like, did I touch her back too long? Yeah. Shit. Oh God, I've got the cringes because I hit on that person who definitely didn't want to be hit on, but I just like had that courage mm-hmm. and now I have to work with them. Okay. Can I tell you something over here? If that ever enters your brain as a thing to say to someone else, what? do not say it to them. Hey, can I tell you something over here? 
Oh, yeah. yeah. I saw a lot of that at the Second City Chicago holiday parties. Can I tell you something over here? Like over where? Like in the corner or oh. in the other room mm -hmm. or somewhere that we can... Outside in the alley behind oh. the dumpster. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Got it. Yeah. Um, well, we have some plugs before we get to the rest of our show. Oh, okay. <laughs> can you swipe that, please? Yeah. <laughs> we are at the MJ's this week. Uh, when this episode comes out, we will be in Las Vegas prepping at the Pearl Theater at the iconic Palms Hotel and Casino for the MJ's, the International national cannabis awards i don't even know if you can still get tickets can you uh probably not but hopefully we're able to film some of this and we yes. can throw some of our um hosting uh skills skills online mm -hmm. yeah thank you i don't want to say yeah thank you mad skills mad skills <laughs> yeah we're gonna crush it um, at so, a theater yeah it's it's just really exciting and there have been some cool uh, articles coming out honeysuckle magazine just posted a really cool article as an interview with the the founders of fairchild who are throwing the mjs dave and james and i think it's gonna be really neat so come hang out with us in vegas if you're at mj bizcon look us up we're gonna be at the parties at the after parties at the four parties at the mid parties you know maybe having group sex at the <laughs> yeah, Spirit Vegas, Rhino. <laughs> Vegas is the only place where they zoom the cameras in instead of cover them up. Yeah. So <laughs> let's go for it. <laughs> let's go for it. It's going to be a good time. Um, what else we got? How was your Thanksgiving? Oh my God. How was your Thanksgiving? Well, do I want to talk about, can we talk about mine in a bit? It was just like so big yes. and it was my dad's whole side of the family. Mm -hmm. And I feel like we've already dumped a lot on our listeners with that Taco Bell <laughs> thing. So if I come in too hot, too quick with all my stuff, yeah. I, wor I worry that this episode will take a weird turn. So let's talk food for a bit longer. Food, a food for a bit longer, a real cream corner, because that last bit wasn't a, a, a cream corner so much as a vomit corner. This is, <laughs> well, uh, I am proud of the day after Thanksgiving dish that I made. So I went to Hawaii and I stayed with some friends and our friend Natalie and her little baby Ruby came and it was a real family Thanksgiving. It was so lovely. And we had all the fixings for the big turkey dinner. Um, and then the following day, we we're like, what do we do? do Wait, we did do you cook the dinner? Did all I of did you not. cook it? We all cooked together. I didn't do much. I kind of stood around... And Telling people what to do yeah, and saying salt that more, pointing. do this, do this. Yeah. Did you want? Did you want to wash that dish before yeah. you use it? Some frowning, some foot tapping. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Just a real Stern. leader. <laughs> <laughs> no, I did dishes. <laughs> I did dishes and um, tried to. I can't even remember. Yeah, I guess I, I melted some butter at one point. <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. You know, key. They don't have microwave. So I had to do it on the stove. Big heavy lift. Holy cow. Did you put the burner on high? What happened? Just low heat, small pan. Unreal. Melted it right down. Happened so quick. Amazing. Who knew? Huh. <laughs> um, the following day, we had all of these leftovers because they had had an 18 pound bird, which was so exciting. So there's plenty of leftovers and all of the veggies and everything. And I was like, I'm going to make a turkey pot pie. And everyone looked like, what? Yeah. Like they hadn't even thought of that. And I used to do this on the boat. Um, it was kind of like an easy meal that's sort of also like comfort food and it feels kind of impressive. And I just wanted to kind of um, share that on here that I'd like resurrected my turkey pot pie or chicken pot pie uh, dinner. We've got a little video of it if you're watching our YouTube. I don't know why you're hovering your finger over it like that. Because I wanted you to say to YouTube first before oh. we got to it. God, look at it. <laughs> it looks delicious. Thank you. What it a great utilization of all leftover ingredients. Yes, Thank you. It was. It's really. And so the key for this particular dish is that I don't use a pie crust. So it's not really a pot pie, but I make a biscuit topping instead. So there's no pie crust underneath. It's just made in a big casserole dish with the roux and the cream sauce and the veggies and the meat. And then you top it with a, like kind of a drop biscuit. 
and then you put it in the oven that kind of bakes up. So it's a little bit like chicken dumplings. Yeah, which is one and, of the most comforting things in the world. Mm, it was so good. And uh, it came out really, really good. And it was delicious and um, full of butter and cream and turkey. And I used a lot of tarragon, which is I'm kind of in love with tarragon right now. Yeah, yeah. That fennel-y, lovely kind of, you know, threads everything together really nicely. And so that's, uh, yeah, that was my cream corner. Did you use like the cream of mushroom green bean, Mm -mm. that cream to bind all this? Or did you make everything kind of from scratch? Yeah, I made it from, so I uh, sauteed minced an onion and sauteed it in two thirds of a cup of butter. And then I added uh, two tablespoons full of worth of flour and made a roux with chicken stock and milk. And then once that had thickened, I threw all the veggies in, which I'd blanched and then um, leftover turkey and then bubbled that up and then made the biscuits and dropped that in and baked it in the oven. Oh, so you heat everything together before the oven part because that's really just to cook the biscuit. Yep, exactly. Nice. Oh, what a cool technique. The glop was hot before the oven part. And I put it in at 400, Mike. Yes, you did. Just for you. Hey, I'm getting yelled at left and right for shit this week. Yeah. Yeah. Like harding texts? I keep getting texts from people that are like... Uh, Well, because you said on your... I saw that on your Instagram story that you were like, when I... Or or no, what did you say? I'll tell you the story... Okay. That sounds delicious. I don't want to wax over it's your fine. thing. Go ahead. It's delicious. <laughs> it was great. But motherfucker, man, it's it's just common courtesy. If you're texting with somebody for an extended period of time, all information has been given. You have connected on all the things. I send a heart. Mm-hmm. We're done. There's no more, oh, maybe this, maybe that. And that mostly goes for my parents and a couple of my friends. You know who you are. Mark, you're looking at me. It might be you as well. And it's just, here's here's an example. Mm-hmm. Hey, Mike, can you do this show at this time? Yes. Is it paid? Yes, it is paid. Can you send me your credits and your photo? Yeah, we'll send in my calendar. Thanks so much. You're welcome. I heart it. Mm-hmm. Next dots. How's your Thanksgiving going? No, 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 no. <laughs> We've done the thing. We are not moving on to topic two, topic three, and having a long text conversation now. That there will be no escape from because that's such an open-ended question. Mm-hmm. It'll go on forever. Mm-hmm. I hearted it. That's case closed, baby. Put the phone down. Move on. That's a unilateral case closed, though. <clears throat> what does you know? that mean? Like, you maybe you need to send something back that they can also heart. And then it's a double heart. And it's like you said... It's like, you know, you can't just be one person saying goodbye when you leave a party. The other person also has to say goodbye to have that sort of closed circuit of like, we've done the thing. So maybe they're feeling the need to like, you know what I mean? Okay. So then when I heart that mm-hmm. and then they write back, how is your Thanksgiving going? You tell them to go fuck themselves. I tell them to go fuck And then they heart that. Okay. Okay. <laughs> no. I think you're right. No. I, then my move would be going so good. Hope yours is going great too. Eh, and then God. they heart. Do you know what I'm saying? I, I got to shut it down. It's a lot. It's too much. So I had to put like, that PSA out if okay. I heart. Yeah. We're done. Well, then you hearted something that I sent you when I was in Hawaii and I was like, oh, okay, I guess we're not talking anymore. And then you were like, no, I didn't mean it. And I was like, well, I don't know. I saw it on Instagram. So you're not alone in that kind yeah. of come for me <laughs> text thing happening in my yeah. life right now. What do you, but what do you do when somebody like has doubled down and then they're like, hey, let's keep moving on to different topics. I don't know who your friends are. I don't have people who over text me. I feel like maybe it's because I'm in my 40s and everyone like my age has kids. And so there's just no fucking time to do anything more than be like, can you have dinner at my place Friday, December 17th at 8 p.m.? Mm-hmm. And I say yes. And then they heart that. And I'm like, and we're done. I love it. It might be, that's part of it is like a lot of my friends are just raising small children and they have no time. My favorite text people to text with 
are male com- comedians in their early to mid thirties. Oh, because it's my least favorite. <laughs> <laughs> like, let me read you. This is from Matt Lockwood. Okay. Uh, I love this man. Okay. He, I, he should come on the pod sometime. Maybe he's a bet of the week. He sent me the text tomorrow, 3 p.m. My podcast question mark. I wrote back, give me an hour. And then he hit me with the thumbs up. Hour and a half later, I wrote, tried to make it, but I can't. And he thumbed down that. Uh-huh. Today, I texted him and wrote, what about next Tuesday? And he said, figuring out our schedule. And then I hearted that. Great. Keeping it clean. Yeah. Efficient. Simple. Informative. Great. No no emotions. Nothing. Just men talking. Just men fucking talking. Just men man. texting. <laughs> men texting. I watched that movie, Women Talking, yeah. on the plane uh, on the way to Hawaii. It's absolutely beautiful. And all I could think the whole time was like, every bro in all of my comment, that that is the movie that would literally make their heads explode with rage because it truly is seven women in a barn sitting on hail, hay bales. Uh-huh. And does the movie last forever? Oh, it's only two hours? Oh, yeah. I thought it'd be three times as long if it's all women talking. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> I'm not giving you that at all. I was presenting a topic that we could like gently have made fun of together. Yeah. And then you just like, I came in too you hard. You didn't do it. I'm sorry. You didn't do the thing. When I, I'm, you're right. I dropped the ball on a yes for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, can we go Moving backwards? On. No, we got to go a little backwards, please. Okay. Okay. Set me up again. Look, give me another try. Um, I watched that movie Women Talking on the plane to Hawaii, and I thought that this is the movie that would send all of the bros in my mentions on my sandwich videos completely for fucking. They would send send them send them. Yeah. Yeah. Why? <laughs> Nice try, Mike. <laughs> <Damn it>. <laughs> <laughs> Great. I appreciate the attempt so much. You will never know how much that means to me that you just tried. Um, great. Uh, a third try. Okay. No. no, no, no. Let me just say okay. one one extra, like, new, one last try, third, ties, okay. third time's a charm. Mm-hmm. I watched that movie, Women Talking. Have you seen it? I haven't seen it. Right. It's really great. It's a bunch of women talking. <laughs> What would I like about it? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, what Damn else? It. No, what, what should I have said? What's a good thing to say? I don't know. I don't, I truly don't know. Yeah. I think I was just trying to, I don't even know. I don't, <laughs> when we listen back to this, we'll be able to retrace it and maybe dissect it and be like, okay, what, what could we have done there? Because <laughs> it just kind of went off the rails because he was like, I don't know what to say. I don't know. Maybe I should just be quiet. <laughs> maybe I should just sit here and be quiet. I will say, holy shit, the Thanksgiving that I spent with uh, the Hansons, who are the family who welcomed us into their home, yeah. and then Natalie and baby Ruby, there were seven women and one guy, Charlie, uh huh, the patriarch of the family, Charlie, the yeah. dad, and then there's Lucy and their daughters, Harper and Lark, and then Lucy's sister, Chelsea, Natalie, N- Natalie's baby Ruby, and me, and Charlie was pretty quiet. <laughs> He, yeah. At one point I looked over and he was just on, on his back, um, lying under a drawer, fixing it. <laughs> <laughs> Hell yeah. Yep. Hell yeah. And he took the dogs for a lot of walks. I was like, I feel that. Yeah. I feel it. He's the best. And then we did actually have one awesome drive. Um, we were driving somewhere and I was asking him about all of his time in Alaska because we actually met through the Alaskan fisherman scene and he worked on boats for a really long time. And he was telling me just absolutely crazy stories of like crab fishing and stuff. And 
It was really great. That's so, so nice. Yeah. But yeah, man. <laughs> yeah, guys, guys. Yeah, what do you do? Um, go to my shed and tinker. You're doing your best, man. All guys are doing their best. I just, you know, I appreciate you so much for like trying to engage with me on that and often engaging with me on that stuff. Yeah. We did pretty well. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a, it's a, a work in progress. Mm -hmm. There's always a better answer. It's not a right answer, but there's always a better answer. Yeah. Than why <laughs> or silence. <laughs> or what would I like about it? Or what would I like? Or just a <laughs> flippant joke that focuses back on me. Oh, Jesus. You know. Um, you well, know. Uh, wrap up Cream Corner real quick. I wanted to say that I also made uh, potato croquettes and they worked out great, except the second batch totally fucking fell apart. First batch was delicious. And then the second batch was just fried mashed potatoes, which oh, not bad. Yeah. It was just a bowl of fried mashed potatoes. What, um, like day old mashed potatoes, mm -hmm. bind them with some egg and some breadcrumbs or exactly. something. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And delicious. a little Parmesan cheese and then chilled them for a little bit. And then I took them out and I fried the first batch. But by the time I'd fried the first batch, the second batch had warmed up enough that they all, it just kind of went like, Bleh. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh, like a cast iron with some oil, something like that. Yeah. Delicious. Thanks for asking questions, Mike. Hey, you know, women love to talk. <laughs> Men love to say shit too. Here we are talking, a man and a woman with a podcast. Yeah. Are we progressive? I think so. Okay. We that, do pretty well. That's nice. I think we, yeah, we suit each other's vibe. That's important. It is. Yeah. Um, I love that too, the, the day of you just melted some butter, did some dishes, but day two, you kind of took control and made the most out of what I consider to be one of the best parts about Thanksgiving, the day after food. The leftovers yeah, stuff? Yeah, yeah. Well, also, I mean, I was truly a guest in, in the Hanson's home, so, like, there wasn't much I could, I didn't want to muscle my way in and be like, I'm taking over Thanksgiving dinner here. But to show up and cook a nice meal on the second day felt really good. That sounds yeah. awesome. What was your dessert situation? Oh, pies, pies, pies. We had pumpkin pie. We had blueberry pie. Um, Harper made a fucking phenomenal apple crisp. Um, we had, yeah, just, like, a lot of, like, creams and sauces and dips and... As slurps and ice creams. It was great. Oh, nice. I um, weighed myself when I got back and I was like, oh, damn it. <laughs> really? Yeah, because I was trying to be, because because the MJs, because we're on stage this week and I was trying to be a little um, conscientious, but my step count went down and my calorie count went up. So I was, I didn't, I did okay. Okay. I did okay. I, I, it wasn't terrible. I do know a great, um, at least according to my uh, TikTok, mm -hmm. a great, very fast weight loss move. Is not not normal amputation. Yeah, one is like you know amputation, mm -hmm. of course. Right. Uh, but the carnivore diet, apparently. Oh God! What because is that? you stop retaining water. It's just meat, butter, eggs, Ugh. oil, Ugh. salt, and mm -hmm. you just eat nothing but like steak and eggs, and you drop so much weight so quickly. So I should start doing that today for the show this Thursday. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. If you eat nothing but steak and eggs, you will lose all your. It's all water weight, of course. Okay. But um, but apparently that's what happens when you start the carnivore diet is you drop all your water weight. Oh my God. Is that what that guy, the the liver king, is that who I've seen on yeah, TikTok? Yeah. That's what he is. But he has abs right? implants. You know, he has like implants in his abs. Ugh. Isn't that wild? Yeah. And I think he sells like steroids or something, doesn't he? Isn't he like on all sorts of stuff? He's on, he, well, he claimed at first that he was on nothing mm. and then everyone was like, you're on something. And then somehow his med records got released and he's on everything. Yeah. And also his, um, diet pills and protein packs and whatever the fuck he shills 
uh, it's all like FDA unregulated nonsense. Like of he's course. a snake oil salesman with fake abs, silicone abs. Yeah. And when your muscles have veins like that and then the veins have veins. Look at this bitch. There's, yeah. Oh my God. He's so crazy. Oh, there's one of the thumbnails that producer Mar just pulled up is him with just the big word liar next to us. <laughs> okay. Got it. Yeah. Um, what about your Thanksgiving, Mike? What was your what was your jam with your family? Yeah. Your fam was, jam. My fam jam was fantastic. Nice. Um, it's the first time in a very in ever, in ever, that my entire dad's side of the family all came together, the Glazer mm -hmm. side. And so I met um all my cousins, kind of reconnected with them for the first time ever. Because mm -hmm. I haven't seen any of them since I was I don't even know long, at least 20 years. Oh. And now some of them have kids. All of yeah. them have kids. Um, cool kids too. Kids that are champions and rad to hang with. And um, hung out with my uncles and aunts and my brother and Patrick and dad. It was great. Yeah. It was that so great. So nice. Um, had a really wonderful time. Shout out to Don for having all of us in his home in Boston. Shout out to my cousins, Molly and Elizabeth for making it all happen, pulling it all together, starting the email chains, booking the restaurant for the day after. Like they made it happen. So I'm really thankful for that. The food was completely catered because there were so many of us mm -hmm. and one cook in the kitchen would be 20 cooks in the kitchen and everyone has different dietary needs because some of them are in their 70s and they can't have salt and other people are lactose intolerant and some people love this and that. And they were like, we're catering it, take it or leave it or bring your own Pringles. Shut the fuck up. Let's great. hang. It was great. Yeah. And the moves that I loved the most that I wanted to highlight, tarragon in the sweet potatoes. Love tarragon. It's crazy. I'm about it. Yeah. Yep. It, was it fresh or dried? I think it was fresh and folded in. Okay. You know, chopped up real fine so it was um, fragrant and mm. then folded into the sweet potatoes. Love it. Yeah. Really, really nice. It's such a nice complex little layer, right? It really yep. is. Mm -hmm. um, the gravy was great. The key lime pie was pretty good. Uh, we had some fancy Boston ice cream that was creamy and cold and delicious. Okay. And um, was it Van Leeuwen? No, but similar. Okay. Very similar. Mm -hmm. uh, great mashed potatoes, great um, green bean casserole, and amazing mac and cheese. And I'm usually very suspicious of mac and cheese. Mm -hmm. I find that most mac and cheese with the baked breadcrumbs on top, I find it's like weirdly bland. Sure. Like it's either super oversalted because all the cheeses are too crazy or all these cheeses just kind of mud together and it tastes bland. Mm. But this was really good. Did you feel like it had a my favorite mac and cheese are done with a bechamel? Maybe that's the key because it was extra creamy and not very stringy. Wet and gushy. Wet and gush. Mm. Yeah. Um, I, the low light for me was the actual turkey. Oh. And I didn't see many people eating it around the table. It was great for sandwiches the next day. Okay. But overall, they it was a smoked turkey mm. from this place. And it was freaking gross. I have a picture of um, smoked meat mm -hmm. to talk about smoked turkey. I don't think you should smoke a turkey. Okay. I, I think it's like, it's a weirdly dry, kind of under satisfying bird. And we all know that. And nobody talk. Everybody talks about how it's not that good, but we eat them on Thanksgiving. Smoking it, it doesn't hold the smoke well. It tastes only like smoke. There's no like depth of flavor like in the dark meat the way that there is in chicken or duck or anything else that has that really smoky, unctuous profile for a gamey bird. Yeah, you know, it's just a little too flat and therefore a little too overpowering, and it's just not that great. That's an interesting thing to think about. Is that it's like really the fat that holds on to that smokiness? Because I smoked fish when I worked on the boat, and um, it worked so well with salmon. Yeah, you know, obviously smoked salmon is. You know, it's a thing, right? Uh, Smoked salmon. Wow. She, like really popular. <laughs> as a Jew, I am offended. 
<gasps> Let me ask you some questions as mm-hmm. a Jew about smoked salmon. Uh, explain lox. Um, I think lox actually is not smoked. Isn't lox just cured? I think that's the difference. I just lost the bump in my nose. <laughs> it has been revoked. <laughs> <laughs> Let me explain lox to you, Mike. <laughs> oh, fuck. The, the Israel-Palestine conflict. Uh, <laughs> slowly but surely, Mary Jane is explaining to both sides. Oh, wait, here we go. What? The main difference. Smoked salmon is cured and then smoked, whereas lox is only cured. Yeah. <laughs> there goes my bump. <laughs> um, both are fucking delicious. But when I was smoking salmon, we had a little smoker on the back deck and you could put some alder. Generally, that was the way that we used. And then you'd smoke it in this little smoker. And it was a whole process and it was fucking delicious and wonderful, but also time consuming. And like you kind of had to know what you were doing to like really get it to taste right. Or you could just buy liquid smoke which I didn't know about, which is just a bottle of fucking chemicals that does really give it that smoky taste. But I, oof, so I wonder but if it's you're, gross. yeah, it's terrible. It's just, I don't even know what's in there. It's just, yeah, it's, it's liquid chemical smoke. And I wonder what you were, t- I mean, I'm sure this turkey dinner was probably very nice. And so it wasn't liquid smoke that you were eating. I don't but know, I wonder, yeah. but it was overpowering and it was underwhelming. Hmm. I do have one unsung hero that I'm in love with that I wanted to bring up to you. Yes. Under the dessert area. Okay. Have you ever heard of grape nut pie? (gasps) I should have pulled up a picture of it. I'll show you this. Uh, Oh, yes. Okay. So here's the ingredients. I just looked this up because I didn't know, but I ate, I think, a slice every day that I was there. It was so good. Was it like milk bar good? No, no, no. Not at all. More of a custard. Oh. So it's grape nut cereal, Mm -hmm. water, eggs, sugar, dark corn syrup, salt, vanilla, butter. And you do grape nuts in warm water to get them uh, soft. And then you combine and beat the eggs and you fold in the grape nuts to the eggs and you spoon it into a pie shell and then you mix it with all the sugar. And it's just this like custardy, almost savory because of the grape nuts. So it's not overly sweet, (gasps) eggy, sugary, molasses-y, vanilla-y pie that is like perfectly unsweet. If that's if, I think that'd be the best way to describe it. Yeah. Perfectly unsweet. God, that sounds good. I grew up with grape nuts in the house as a breakfast cereal that my mom, my dad had shredded wheat every day and my mom had grape nuts every day. And it was just like, I never enjoyed them, but I can imagine how good it would be with custard. Yeah. And they have that nice little satisfying crunch and they're also kind of good for you, I think, because they've got so. fiber. Yeah. Wow. It was How's delicious. Your, how's your digestion treating you after Thanksgiving? Uh, I mean, we are all Jewish. Mm-hmm. And there was only two bathrooms. So there was like, you know, a lot of maneuvering, a lot of like, how long are you going to be in there? Mm. A lot of questions of like, oh, oh, you're, oh, we're both. Oh, okay. No, I can. No, I can wait. Yeah. I'll, I'll just break out in a cold sweat while I wait. <laughs> Don't worry about it. What can I say? <laughs> so at uh, the Hanson's place, Natalie and I were sharing this kind of little um, guests spot that was mm-hmm. like a big, kind of like a studio with a bedroom and bathroom. And uh I had, there was a little mini fridge in there and I'm obsessed with um, Korean radishes, Takuan, T-A-K-U-A-N. I'm not sure exactly how to pronounce it, Takuan, but I'm, I, I, I became obsessed with them uh, at Wee Spa after like doing a soak and a plunge and then going and getting a bowl of ramen. They serve them with these gorgeous little radishes and they are so crunchy and delicious and fragrant. And when you crack them open, it smells like Parts. And I had them in the mini fridge in our in our little room. And Natalie, she was just like, every time I cracked them, she was like, what is that? And I tried to blame it on Ruby's diaper, but no, it was it was my farty radishes. But I swear to God, they're so 
freaking delicious. I can't get enough. I am kind of glad I live on my own. I am going to stock up on them because this is this is my new smell. We're it's my in, new jam. We're in Vegas at the MJ's and you're like, did somebody bring a pocket of radishes <laughs> over here? Oh my God. I'm so about it. I was just <laughs> I was just dropping Archie off at Kate and John's house, which is where I just made it smell like that crazy steak dinner right before I left. And I was thinking like, I'm one of these people who is just, I cannot wear beige and be low key. No. I am big smells, big <laughs> moves. <laughs> I'm, I'm steak dinners and fart radishes. That's, that's my, <laughs> that's my, like, if you were to paint someone in a palette of smells, yeah. that's what I smell like is a steak dinner with fart radishes. <laughs> it's not bad. It's a lot. I need to go on one of those AI programs and type this in to yeah. see what the photo looks like. If anyone's looking to date someone, <laughs> it smells like steak dinners and fart radishes. <laughs> It's great. It's you, hot. You're an incons. Do you think of yourself? Are you an inconsiderate smell smeller? I'm coming to learn that I am. I think so. I'm beginning to learn that I am because of that steak dinner absolute insanity, which I'm still feeling guilty over. Obviously, I'm bringing up three weeks later. Um, no, I try not to be. I yeah. truly do. I try not to. We be. got but a with bunch those- of DMs though from people who are like. Hey, maybe the scent air yeah. will work. Oh, wait, just listen more. Okay, you do talk about the scent air fixing the steak dinner. Yeah, shout out our wonderful sponsor, Scent Air. They have done wonders for my home. And I do have, I definitely, like, when I'm cooking, I'm remembering to open windows. I'm airing things out. I'm using the scent air. I, I'm trying to be better. But I have realized, like, I love really, into, like, I love onion sandwiches. I don't know what it is about me. I really like weird pungent stuff. I like the neutral flavor of a grape nut pie. Yeah. And I love uh, fart radishes. (laughs) (laughs) Delicious. Unbelievable. Was that a good spot to get to our news? Yeah, let's get to the news. Oh, we have to do that ad. Yeah, it's not an ad. Uh, Here's a spot from our friends over at Lasagna Ganja. Welcome to the Lasagna Ganja podcast. It's the podcast that combines cannabis education and entertainment. And believe me, it's layers to all of this. I'm X to the Z exhibit. I'm Tammy, the Cannabis Cutie. And join us as we explore the world of cannabis from its history and culture to the latest industry trends and scientific breakthroughs. So whether you're a seasoned smoker or new to the world of cannabis, join us on the Lasagna Ganja podcast. New episodes drop every week. So hit subscribe and come along for the high. Let's go, baby. We're back. This is the news, the Grubla Gazette? Yes. I'm going to read the news this week. Okay, fantastic. I love this story. Hold on. Brought to you by Centair. Let me find it. (laughs) Because Uh, this story also has to do with smells. uh, There it is. Yeah. This is crazy. Yeah. I'm such a fan of... Hold on. Uh, Reset. Great. Okay. This is from NBC5, which I learned is no longer called mainstream media but people are calling it traditional media. Oh, I thought you were going to say lamestream media and I was going to punch you. (laughs) No, but I did have a huge conversation with my my aunt and my aunt's sister Mm -hmm. and my dad and my brother and Patrick. (laughs) (laughs) Who else was there, Mike? What time was it and what was everyone wearing? About the news. I've really rubbed off on you. It's very funny. I like it. Um, set the scene. So, um, my, my aunt Pam's sister, aunt Palm's sister sat down and goes, Hey, do you think we could turn on the news? I'm really wanting to know what's going on with the hostages. And everyone said, no, Mm. it's Thanksgiving. We're not doing that. We're not turning on the TV. We're not crowding around the news. Like Mm. 
it's still going to be there tomorrow, but tonight's about family. Keep the temperature low. But we did start talking about the news and the consensus was, because everyone's in their like 70s and 80s, they were like, you know, I really tried to watch as many different news channels as I can, but it is on in the background all the time. CNN, ABC, NBC, some Fox News, just to see what they're omitting on each side. And I said, well, what about things like TikTok and Twitter? And they said, oh no, that's where all the fake news is and that's where the lies are. And I'm so concerned about that because it seems like all the younger generations are getting their news from these places. Mm -hmm. And I said, yeah, that's where I get a lot of my news from. That's where I found that Taco Bell article was on uh, Twitter. And they were like, yeah, we don't do that. And I was like, well, wouldn't you want to get your news from an array of places and also see where these younger generations are getting it from? Because I don't trust NBC, ABC, CNN, Fox News any more than I trust TikTok or anywhere else. Like, I don't trust any of it, but I try and find a middle ground that seems like there are some facts in there. Well, let me just say, I think you're using Twitter as a news aggregator. And it's not that you're not trusting those news sources, because like the Taco Bell story, for instance, was reported by KTLA.com, which is a traditional news media organization. You're right. So you're using Twitter as a news aggregator to find stories from a bunch of different outlets. Correct. But you're not just listening to one channel. Yeah, I don't follow Tucker Carlson or yeah. any of those other people on Twitter you're to not get just my listening news from to like them. Jesse Waters' hottest take about how women aren't fucking people or something like that. Not at all. Yeah. So it's news aggregation, I think, is more along the lines of, and I think the same with TikTok, right? Like a lot of the news stories that come across my feed, I will learn because I'm following like a Palestinian activist, but then she'll actually link out to like reported news stories. I'm not just sort of like listening to hot takes. That's such an interesting point because I not only do I agree with you, but that seems like a more filled out way to get the news than these traditional areas. Yeah. Potentially. I, mean, I think it's actually really interesting. So Drudge Report, do you know that website, the Drudge Report? Yeah, yeah. Matt Drudge, when I moved to America, uh, had just started out and he was like a hard-nosed conservative. Pretty, pretty hard wing, hard wing, hard line, right wing. Nose wing. Nose wing, hard cock, ass, butt conservative. <laughs> And um, I remember the first time that uh, someone showed me the site and he was like, this is just a great place where I go to get my news. And I was like, this is all super right wing. How can you buy into what he's saying? But it's always been really interesting to go and just see because he does pull from all of the different news organizations and media sites around the world. And in recent years, he has become more since the rise of Trump. Actually, I think he really saw the problem with what was really happening in far right news media organizations. And so he's become more of a centrist. And now when I go to the Drudge Report, I actually kind of enjoy it because it's much more in line with what I want to read from, especially with global news, like what he chooses to pull in from Europe and stuff. But I just think like a news aggregator, I mean, even a news aggregator is always going to have some kind of point of view, unless it's like the AP, which is, well, and the AP is news aggregation. Anyway, yada, yada, yada. It's it's just interesting to, you're saying like, why don't you go for a wider array of stories? You're only listening to these traditional news channels. Yes. And all of these people who are quite a bit older than me, but it's they care and they want to stay informed, yeah. are thinking of these specific maybe four yeah. channels. The trusted news. Like we used to listen to Dan Rather because we believed, you know, Dan was going to be telling us the truth. Exactly. Yeah. And that guy who pretended to go to war, but he was never in the war, but he still kept his job. Um, Matt Lauer? No. And he's, uh, he's what's her name's dad from Get Out. Um, he is the father. His name is Richardson, Brian Richardson. Mark, help me. Brian Williams. Brian Williams. Brian Williams. <laughs> is it Brian Williams? It is Brian Williams. Yeah. Allison Williams. Yeah. It's Allison Williams' dad, and I'm sure she doesn't <laughs> want us to talk about that. 
So I just thought this is great. I, I know we have to get to the Grubla Gazette, which is the number one news source for all things news. Come to us. Come to us we're for all of your... We're an aggregator. We are. Yeah. I mean, we come out with some breaking stuff like this story, for instance, an Essex jun Junction resident is running a backyard cannabis business with the help of over 30 ducks. Folks, if you're not coming to us for your news, come on. what are you doing? Vermont farmer uses ducks to ferment and uh, fertilize his uh, cannabis grow? Yeah, That's but a there's a story. lot of drama. There is drama. Yeah, so this is happening in Vermont. Jason Struthers had a dream of becoming a skydiving instructor, but then after sustaining a spinal cord injury, he got a bunch of licenses to grow cannabis in his backyard, up to 100 plants. Great. And they are fertilized by over 30 ducks. Quack, quack. It was so funny to watch the video on this and have that field reporter be like, the neighbors are complaining about the quacking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And her name was like Ali Goober. Yeah. And it was a great name too. She's great. Yeah. She needs to smile more as she talks, but she did a pretty hey now. good job. <laughs> oh, come on. Wow. You just slid that one in there? Yeah, but Fuck that's now. like, that is, you know that when we read ads on here, we smile because it makes our voices sound happier Allie, as we're reading ads. stay as you are. Stay salty. Don't fucking smile because anyone fucking told you to. <laughs> <laughs> It's a fun story. It is a fun story. So Jason Struthers. So basically, like he, um, all of his licenses say that, especially in his district where he lives, uh, he's allowed to farm um, or he's not allowed to not farm. Not allowed to farm. He's allowed the cannabis grow, but not allowed to have a, like an agricultural a farm. farm. Right. And the neighbors are complaining about the ducks, the noise, the smell, yeah. all of those things. And because they are fertilizing the cannabis plants, they neighbors are arguing that he's farming and not growing weed. And so now it has gone all the way up to the Vermont Agency of Agriculture. And there is a huge review coming up in uh, in the future about if he is going to, one, be allowed to continue growing weed with ducks. Mm -hmm. And two, if um, if he's going to be able to um, grow if weed at all. And as of right now, it's $200 a day fine for him to keep his feathered friends. Well, I mean, it is a farm. You have 30 ducks. That's... <laughs> Legit. Like you live in a fucking cul-de-sac neighborhood, 30 dollars. That's a, that's a farm. I think it's awesome that he hit on this solution during the pandemic. I think he said in the news story that he had initially bought the ducks for meat during the pandemic and then he got attached to them and he was like, well, you could just fertilize this weed garden. And it's worked out so well because it's fresh fertilizer. It doesn't need to be amended before he uses it. Yeah. These ducks are just straight pooping on his plants and they're growing beautiful weed. And I think it's such a nice symbiotic relationship. But Jason, that is a farm and you need to move. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yes. Don't you think that, I mean. I would want to, I super, super, super would want to live next door to a guy who grew weed using his ducks poop. That is 100% up my alley. Yeah. Yes, I love it. I would be friends with him. I would come over. I would get eggs from the ducks. I would bring them. I would make friends Brand. with them. Yeah. Yeah. But that's not what his neighbor signed up for. I agree, except I do think to to play um to play the devil's advocus, I do think Advocus? Yeah. I thought I'd just say it wrong to have some fun. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'm like straight confused. What the fuck are you talking to about? To play devil's advocus. Avaduck. Avaduck. That's pretty all right. Uh, I do think in a world where the weed industry is incredibly hard to make any profit mm. and finding a loophole like having ducks that provide the type of fertilizer that you don't have to spend money on so you can have better margins and yes. have a better chance and grow better plants. Like everything about this is great. Just maybe in a different place. But just move. Just move. <laughs> you need, yeah, that's that's straight farming. Yeah. That is the definition of farming. You have 30 ducks and 100 plants. Yeah. That is a farm. 
on any video game platform or in the real world. That's your farming, Jason. <laughs> good luck. I, yeah, good luck. But I love it. I, I mean, if more people started, what if ducks are the answer? What if ducks are the answer? I would love to have a farm with ducks and goats all fertilizing my weed plants. And then you're making your honey and the honeybees are using the nectar from your weed plants to make their honey. And it's just all a symbiotic thing. And I live with all my best friends and we all eat communal meals and it's heaven on earth. That's it. I love that. But not in a cul-de-sac. But you got to move. <laughs> Jason, you got to move, buddy. Yeah. Well, that's, I thought it was a fun news story it's this week. It's a great week. news story. I love it so much. I love Vermont. Vermont's... Have you been to Vermont? No. Oh, it's a wonderful place. Yeah? Yep. I'm, I don't know. Do I you guess like I'll Bernie take Sanders? Not really. Okay. Not really. Anyway. <laughs> like, I was all about him for a minute, mm -hmm. but... um, I just love that Mittens meme. Yeah, that's you a know, good mittens. When he meme. went to the inauguration and he just sat there with his like mask and his mittens, and I was like, yeah, he's yeah, yeah, he's I, he's 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 like the real deal. He is the real. I deal. think there is no lie about Bernie, and Agreed. that is what I. Even though I, there is plenty about him that I think could he could have done better or said differently, and that he always hasn't always like treated things in a way where he could have like brought people together, especially young women like the Bernie Bros. It was like a really divisive thing. Yeah, and I think he could have reached out to young women a lot more, but maybe he didn't know how to. But well, he he had a live stream with Cardi B that I watched where Fuck she yes. she ate that mango with her long nails. Yeah. She unpeeled the whole thing with a long thumbnail. <laughs> And I was in love. She was like salting a tomato. <laughs> so fucking yes. I fucking love her. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. I'm not against him. I just, yeah. Anyway. Right. Okay. Um. So anyway, that's the news story this week. And I, I had a couple other things I wanted to talk about this okay. week. What else is on our thing? You got... Um, is it my turn to read a poem? Yes. Okay. So I guess I'll give a little context to this. So we stayed at my Uncle Don's place in Boston. Um, my dad's oldest brother, there's mm -hmm. three of them, Don, Neil, and Steve. And, uh, I was telling Don, I was going to talk about him on the pod and he was like, well, don't, you know, I'm so much more than my resume and I've gotten all these amazing things. And I was like, yes, agreed, but I'm going to still talk about your resume because one, I think it's admirable, but two, I, th I think it's a really interesting, um, juxtaposition between this poetry book that he just wrote that is doing well, um, that I'll get to in a second and his personal career. So he is a, he was in corporate law, Harvard Law School. He wrote the book with a, another writer on corporate law. And there's a new volume of it that comes out every year. Um, he's, he's just an incredible man. And, uh, I hope his biotech company takes off. They've created a new cancer drug that is beating out all the other competition and it has huge promise behind it. So I really hope that that helps people all over the world. And, um, yeah, he's just a caring, giving man. And, um, he also is a, is a really talented artist with a big mind. And so he gave me his new uh, poetry book. It's called Uninvited Guests. Okay. Check it out right here. Love the title. And um, every single poem is 17 syllables, super tight. That's super... 17 syllables is a, a haiku. Yes, but not a haiku. But this is an American sentence, right? Uh, I don't know how that all works, but it's the same as a haiku, but these are not haikus. Yeah. Yeah. And he, and so I just wanted to like read a couple of them. Um, I left a review on Amazon. If you'd like to leave a review or buy a book or do anything to support it, him, me, uh, go to the link in the show description. Even if you don't want to buy a book, leave a review because on Amazon, if you get 50 book reviews, it knocks you into the algorithm as a suggested title. Oh. And, um, you know, why not? And it's a beautiful book. I love the binding and it's like a hardcover with this like rough edged paper and it's got yeah. the, it's gorgeous. 
Um, wow. So my family doesn't really talk at all. And so this was really, really beautiful because not only were we all there together, but I got to learn a lot about my family history that I didn't know before. And so I'm going to try and find this poem. I'm sorry I didn't um, find it earlier, but... Let's see. Um, Mary Jane, can you tell me about your favorite poems while I look for this? Yeah, I've been really into this W.B. Yeats poem of late called The Second Coming, which I think I talked about on here. Okay, found it. Oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) You gonna read it? You can't crack yourself up that fucking Because you know I could talk about poetry for a straight hour. Oh, shit, man. Sorry. Thank you for that so much. Uh, written in 1919. <laughs> no, no, after the end of the First World War. <laughs> and following the um, flu pandemic, which his wife had nearly died from. It's a beautiful poem. Okay. All right. <laughs> So if you're watching our YouTube, uh, you'll see a picture. This is at the very top of my Uncle Don's staircase when you walk up to the um, bedroom floor. Uh-huh. And it's this picture. That is my great-great-grandfather wow. on my dad's side and my great-great-grandmother wow, Mike. on my dad's side. How neat. Uh, who Your I've never great- seen photos of before. So that's your grandfather's grandfather. Yeah. So wow. my grandfather, Julius, my yep. grandmother, Ethel. Yes. Um, but I don't... And their names are Nahum and Trini. Wow. I believe. Cool. And they died in 1941. Mm. Here's the poem. And um, and then we'll go from there. The temple burns. The Torah fuels the flames. Trapped inside, you, you struggle to escape the fire. The bima is your funeral pyre. On the wall at the top of the stairs, I see you every day, looking out from a plain black frame, side by side, gazed fixed, Blind to a day still years away. A small town near Warsaw, I still hear my mother, your granddaughter, say. I see, in my brother, I see Nahum's nose and eyes, Neil Terry, named for you both, and in my daughter Molly, Trini, too. Besides these photos and your names, the only record that remains of your lives, these likenesses of you still survive, embers from the rubble and the flames. Wow, Mike. Do you get it? They burned in a fire? During World War. They <sighs> were tr- they threw everybody in a temple, lit the Torah on fire, and burned the temple to the ground, and they were burned alive in the temple with all of their, uh, with everyone else in this small Warsaw town. Unbelievable. Isn't that fucking crazy? Mm-hmm. And then my I learned that my grandparents escaped from that same town to come to America, mm-hmm. and that's the only reason I'm here. Mm fucking crazy yeah so you know this is obviously a very personal book and that's a very personal poem there's other poems in here that are not like this but for me to finally meet and reconnect with my dad's entire side of the family for the first time in so long and then also learn about my own family history Mm. is um powerful powerful thank you sorry to put a word in your mouth i was just sorry well i was gonna make a joke to protect me from my own feelings so thank you for getting me to go deeper instead of laterally i appreciate that so yeah um just really freaking powerful yeah yeah that's big stuff um so it's beautiful and 
amazing that he has these photographs of them and that you can look at those faces and see your family. Yeah, exactly. That's really incredible. Um, The rest of them, there's a lot of love poems in here. Uh, There's a lot of... I love the little illustrations that I'm seeing as you're flipping through it too. Like beautiful little line drawings in there. Are those his? No, that is actually uh, one of his exes named Ari who flew in to do the illustrations with him for a couple days before uh, parting ways again. Cool. Yeah. She's very talented. Um, So there was one other one I was going to read that he really loved, but uh, you know, whatever. I, I could go on and on forever, but I think that they're all just fantastic. And um, that one in particular was important to me and I just wanted to share. It's really beautiful. And that's so neat too, that he could write those and have them for all of you as a family, like for all of you to get a copy and then have that sort of as a, as a binding document. Yeah. Like family history and family legacy, obviously it's from his point of view, but then all of you can like add your stories to it. And yeah, the communication and like sharing of stories as a family is so foundational and um, bonding. And that's, you know, what I think is missing in a lot of cases, right? It's absolutely missing. Well, Mm -hmm. also, you know, in my grandfather's defense, I don't think he wanted to talk about this stuff ever. And I think like anyone who went through World War II on both sides of my family, my mom and dad's side, the men never talked about what they went through. They might have yelled at us and hit their kids a bit because they were so angry and didn't know what to do with it. And they didn't get the help they needed. Yeah. But they certainly weren't talking about it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Not a lot of communication around that. I mean, it's so at that time. So, I mean, still today, people still truly don't know how to talk about grief and trauma because it feels dangerous. Like sometimes, you know, if I feel like I'm in a conversation with someone who doesn't feel like a safe person and they start asking me about any of my experiences that I've had that have been really life shaping around, you know, big events, I can feel like a panic rise in me where I want to run. Yeah. Run, run, run. And it's only through therapy and having very good friends and like big relationships where I've created a safe space to talk about those things that I've learned to be open about them. But like I can only imagine the panic and fear of like trying to talk about something that has truly shaped and changed your life in so many ways when you just don't have the tools to do so. Right. And you're not in a society that encourages it. Yeah. At all. And possibly the person listening to you is not going to give a response that is good or helpful or what you were looking for. It's going to make it case, worse. It makes it worse. Yeah, because yeah, they're going to exactly. have advice or something. Yeah. Right? I mean, that's how I grew up. Right. Like, if I tell you my problem, your response is, here's how to fix that so I don't have to feel it, you don't have to feel it, and we can move on to happier things. Right. And that just doesn't help anybody. Because I'm not looking for a solve, I'm looking for an ear. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Not a, I have an idea. Here, Here's what you should do. Yeah. Well, in my <laughs> family's case, this brings me to my next point that I wanted to bring up. Um, having not seen these people in a while, mm-hmm. it's very interesting how everyone communicates with each other, especially these three brothers, my dad and his two siblings. They, The way they communicate is by saying, or actually, I'll be my my dad or one of his brothers. Okay. Let's play this game. This is a fun game. Okay. I think we can have a lot of fun with this. <laughs> I hope it's fun. Um, I'm scared. Okay. okay. So just say something that is 100% true and it can be simple, it can be easy. The sky is Yay. blue, something simple. Okay. Um I drive a black Ford Fusion with uh awesome red leather interior. Yeah, the problem with that is that red leather interior is going to get hot in the summer, probably going to be tough to sit on. You might need a um a uh cover for <laughs> your 
what's it called the the wheel because it might be too hot to touch plus you know ford fusion it's half gas half electric and you know gas is getting more and more expensive so there's going to probably be a bit of a bit of like a budgetary problem unless you can really keep track of your books with that car and it also seems really big i've i've been in one before so parallel parking in that is probably really difficult especially in a big city like los angeles (laughs) because you're a woman (laughs) (laughs) you know probably you probably can't parallel park it as easy Mm. but um you know i you know great car love it but yeah the, the problem with it actually is um is all the following and that's how they talk you want to do one Exhausting. it's fun but it's fun it's fun the okay. problem is okay okay new game okay okay so you're 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 one of my uh dad's brothers okay or him. i'm gonna try okay, okay. here we you go ready yep wait who am i you're do you want to be steve neil or don uh well i know your dad so i'll be neil okay <laughs> <laughs> okay okay ready um oh um oh yeah, my flight from Los Angeles to Boston was so easy. We left on time, landed on time. Uh, I slept most of the way. That sounds um, great. Did you get points? I can't do the this. The problem. Say the problem oh. is. Oh, the problem with your flight being on time and you sleeping the whole way mm-hmm. is that you missed the free meal. And also, probably someone stole all of your stuff when you weren't looking. Have you checked all of your electronics? Did you, and are they password protected? Because hackers now can go into your stuff when you're sleeping and take all of your credit card information. And you should probably go online right now and check all of your credit cards to because it's Cyber Monday and people are crazy on planes. And also, did you get a COVID test? <laughs> Is that... Whew, not my default setting. Jesus Christ. She nailed it. Wow. Isn't that fun? My anxiety is like at an all-time high. It's oh, like yeah. my little hamster wheel is turning. I hate that feeling. Oh, Woo. isn't that wild? Yeah. Yeah, but that's the like the the competition and the the way to communicate is Yeah. Who had it worse kind of thing? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, my I definitely my mom, see my family, my father and my sister were like had zero impulses towards that. It was always like, you know, how was your day? Great. I saw an osprey and uh, you know, on my way home there was a, a rabbit that crossed my path or what like it's just, you know, beautiful observations about sort of the the world around us. Mm-hmm. And then my mother was always like, Benazir Bhutto, the Pakistani prime minister, was assassinated <laughs> and I have to go to bed for 18 days. And we're like, did you know her? Jesus Christ. Like there's terrible shit happening all around the world all the time. Did you know her? What's going on? Just lunacy. So I get it. The fixating on the sort of like the things that you can like drill down into that are negative. Yeah. Yeah. I wonder, maybe we'll do a little Instagram story thing sometime after the MJs where it's like, how many of your families communicate with the following word or the following word? Yeah. Sharing the complaints. Yeah. Wild. The problem is. The problem is. Such a fun game. And it's so easy to fall into, right? Yeah. Because that like cyclical, cyclical negative nature that then everybody can pile on with their own thoughts yes. is so contagious that it's just a path of least resistance. Well, and also speaking of bonding, I did recently read a story about how complaining together is as fundamental as anything for like increasing family structures, like or friendships, you yeah. know, griping together, gossiping together, all that kind of stuff. Love like, shit you know, talking. Like sharing. Yeah. You and I should talk all the time. We go on our walk and talks and we're like, can you fucking believe that fucking fuck? Um, no, not about anyone in particular, but just like random, like, I can't remember what did I have happen recently? I can't even remember, but I broke it down for you over like 20 minutes. It was like, it was like an email that I had with a bank. (laughs) (laughs) 
I mean, I talked on here about fighting a parking ticket for fucking 15 minutes. Yeah, like, exactly. It's fun. It's it fun. Is. But when everything is like, oh, beautiful day. Well, problem is. Was it? <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've actually seen a, the other thing my family is really good at is um, uh, instead of saying that's great and then mm. asking to please tell me more, mm. they share something about themselves. So if I were to say, if you say beautiful day. Yeah, beautiful day today. Yeah, actually, yesterday's was even better when you weren't here. I saw a gorgeous day. <laughs> Oh, you would have loved that day. Had you gotten here a day earlier, like oh, I suggested, no. you would have loved this no. day. When I lived in New York, we had a friend who was a part of the friend circle who we just referred to as, I won't even say the nickname we gave him because everything, you could ask him anything and it was just, it would hit the wall and slide down it and fall flat. He never asked a single fucking question and anything you lobbed at him would immediately be like absorbed into this sort of like negative space and then he'd just be like, and it was just yeah it's like what's that uh downer De downer debbie debbie downer debbie downer yeah, yeah. well last name first like canadian way right? downer debbie yeah. i was <laughs> yeah we were cracking up over thanksgiving because i kept saying eighth grade and ninth grade yeah. no wait no i've grade americanized nine. now yeah yeah i used to say grade nine and grade ten yeah and uh and i guess i've americanized they were like what are you talking about and get rid of that army time. You'll be one of us. Listen, I'm popular because I have military time on my phone. It makes me cool. Mm. Fart radish is a military time. That's me. <laughs> uh, this isn't to say that like um, my family didn't. We all got along amazing. We all connected. Mm -hmm. But it was very funny. There was one moment of men talking. Yes. Uh, and because uh, my uncle Don. What were they saying? The he got a new Mazda Miata two-seater. Okay. And it's gorgeous. And it's a six. You stick shift it and it cuts around. I love the, a Miata. Oh, there's your dad. That's my dad and Don. Oh, that's Don. Looking okay. at the Miata. Very he nice. He just got it. Midnight blue. Gorgeous. Beautiful. Well, oh. Very well said. Am I going to be okay, corrected? Okay, let me be Don. <laughs> okay. And you be the person I'm showing the Miata to. Okay. Yeah, so I just got this Miata. It's a two-seater. Gorgeous. Midnight blue, little black leather interior. I love it. Thank you so much. Yeah. Okay, now you be Don and I'll be my dad. Okay. And you say something about your new Miata. I just got this new Miata. Oh, it's the same color as my new SUV. Oh, midnight blue? Midnight blue, yeah. it's uh, Mine's also, it's an automatic and um, gets great gas mileage. <laughs> I can't do this. <laughs> the can't. competition between those brothers is so strong. And I was like, oh, that's where I get it from. Like when we bicker on here yeah. and you're like, be more accurate. And I'm like, be more fun and da da da. And we really get into it. Yeah. It is all from the Glazer side of the you family. You bullying me to be more fun is real effective. Yeah, right. Yeah, as exactly. we've learned over the years. <laughs> it was so funny. Like, um, you know, it's the kind of thing where it's like, oh, I, I, uh, I, I wrote it down for stand-up, but it's we we were having this conversation because my uncle Don's really well connected, especially in like law. Mm -hmm. He knows a lot of big, powerful people and has done some great things for the world. Yeah. And um, somebody said something like, "I met one of the biggest owners of Pepper in North America," and the response would be like, "Well, it's not salt, though." <laughs> Jesus Christ! Some real alpha stuff. You know what I mean? Oh my God, that's so funny. Yeah. yeah. I feel you. I hear you on all of it. It's definitely like the, the fucking men talking. It. I well, I did actually pull up a meme that I wanted to share with you because this made me laugh. I saw this uh, post where uh, it's just like about men talking alpha men that that fucking energy in general, and it says. Uh, I'm an alpha male. No, you're not. You're an ass that thinks talking over people makes you important. Do you even know what an alpha does? They feed and protect their pack. Where's your fanny pack full of cheesy crackers, Steve? <laughs> and it just, it made me laugh 
fucking so hard because it really is like, especially like when I poke the bro hive on any of the sandwich videos and it's just like these guys coming in with just hot takes and they're like, you know, beta cuck this, that, and the other thing. And they're just, you know, they're just like these weak ass fucking fragile, angry bros who are not alpha at all. I did find someone, uh, when I posted this meme, someone DMing, she was like, do you know what alpha wolves actually do? The alpha wolves will be with an alpha wolf in the middle of a pack will be in the middle with its mate, its forever mate. They let the older wolves go ahead to set the pace. And then they get the, let the younger wolves protect the flanks with their like energy. Mm-hmm. And that's how they lead. From behind. Yeah. Wow, that's, that's a real alpha, alpha move. Does. Cool. Alpha does Provides, it. protects, mm-hmm. leads from behind. Doesn't come in and tell you what to do. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. By talking. Yeah. Quick disclaimer: the meme says Steve. That is my dad's name, as I've established. But not this is directed. not about Steve. Not directed. No. Steve Glazer. I had a lovely time with my family. This is the best. They're great. They're great, great people. All of them. Yeah. Um, it was just very funny to see the dynamics from childhood come bubbling up. Again, Always. You know. A bubbling, bubbling. Yeah. yeah. Like a pot pie. Fantastic. <laughs> the, well, the problem with fantastic is it's not terrific. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> Nor is it awesome or incredible. <laughs> they all have their place in the world. <laughs> Fucking great. Um, Fantastic. I think that's it for this week, right? We got to get ready because we have to get on a plane and go to Vegas immediately. Yeah, it's true. We do. You want to do Buds of the Week? Let's do Buds of the Week. Okay. Can, can I go first? I would love you to go first. As the alpha male of this uh, pod? <laughs> My Bud of the Week this week is actually not on the internet because uh, he's way too cool for any kind of social media. It's my brother, Matt Glazer. Uh, we had an awesome time in Boston together. And then he had an awesome time with Patrick back home. And Patrick's whole family came to visit in St. Louis. Double awesome. And if you're watching our YouTube, you can see he has these Thanksgiving sneakers. And no one that I saw in the family commented on them. And I had to take a picture and shout them out because they did not get the credit they deserve. Wow. These are sensational fucking sneakers. And just to be clear, Patrick is Matthew's husband. Correct. Yes. Sensational. Did Patrick also have these sneakers? No, Patrick um, did not. Matthew was the only one with this kind of like pizzazz. I mean, I don't even, these are Brooks? Brooks, which I don't know the shoe company, but man, oh man. Yeah, I don't know Brooks. Huh. Should I? I feel like they're super famous. Yeah, they're pretty big. Oh, okay. Yeah, I feel Uh, like I had Brooks at one point. Not that it's a flex or anything. I didn't have these Thanksgiving sneakers. Mm -mm. What are we looking at, Mike? I mean, they just have like pie. Mike's mad that I said Brooks is the thing. Yeah. (laughs) So (laughs) mad right now. My arms so crossed. mad. My arms Got all naturally quiet crossed. And you crossed your arms. Jesus. <laughs> Tell us about these sneakers. It's fucking wild. There's a turkey on the toe, knives, forks, rosemary, um, melting butter, oven mitts. Like they're just a heck of a Thanksgiving sneaker. And um, gorgeous orange. Yeah. I just wish that they had been such a centerpiece. And so I needed to bring them up and say that Mac Laser is my butt of the week for his absolutely fantastic taste in Thanksgiving tire thanksgiving sneakers i didn't even know that was a thing they're gorgeous uh the laces also like they look like there's some sort of thing happening with the tongue that's like like a textured kind of shag carpet there yeah they're fancy hot yeah so that's my butt of the week and we don't have to tag him because he's not online anymore. not on social media really did he leave socials well he i 
I don't want to, he has it, but he has no followers, no posts, no nothing. He just yeah. uses it so that we can like DM fun videos of platypuses playing and things like that. Amazing. Yeah. That's what it should be for, really. That's Kinda. all of us, all any of us should care about. Yeah. For DMs of videos that you might find entertaining. Here is a cat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, awesome butt of the week. Well, my butt of the week is my friend Sarah McCooey at Love Light Ascension on Instagram. Sarah and I met a long ass time ago when we used to both work the Cannabis Cup events at High Times and she married John. They're an incredible couple. John was uh, in sales. He works with Cannabiotics now and they have a beautiful little baby. And Sarah just recently sent me a pair of gorgeous, glittery, bejeweled pot leaf earrings with this sweet card. And it was just so touching because we haven't seen each other since I moved to LA except for one like passing at a party and it was just so nice to be thought of and have a gift mailed to me from someone who I've known and loved for a long time but just hadn't heard of in forever and she was like hey you know wear these when you're making some of your sandwiches <laughs> and it was just great so Sarah thank you so much um look how beautiful she is she's just the most um Lovely Ascension is her handle, and it says a lot about her. Oh, perfect handle. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. And what, she's heard of Brooks, too? Is that part she, of Yes, the... she's also heard of Brooks, and she's not mad about it. <laughs> <laughs> a spicy, a spicy one. Fantastic. This is great. Uh, I'm so glad that you had a really great Thanksgiving. Me, too. Happy holidays, Mike. We're in it now. We are in it, and Thanksgiving was so, so awesome. Shout out to my whole family for making it work, coming in from all over the country, to hang mm -hmm. and um shout out to the hansons and uh the natalie and everyone who made my thanksgiving happen it was truly beautiful oh let's go what? but let's go on shout out wait if i if my cousins mm -hmm. have kids yes what am i to them second cousin second cousin mm -hmm. or first cousin once removed i can't remember how it works uh my Marcus cousin just has like, kids your cousin's children, children i believe are second cousins okay whatever they're all uh, they're, your cousins. They're awesome. You can at marry them. Flag football. Oh, uh, <laughs> they're awesome at flag football. Mm -hmm. And um, one of them, Ethan, won the Super Bowl of flag football. Wow. And um, the other one, another one, Ryan, he was on ESPN making the game winning catch Whoa. to um, to win the championship for his team. Like these are just like dope, athletic, fun, cool kids. And um, it, it feels good to have champions in the family. So I want to shout out my. More champions. More champions in the family. So I just want to shout out my cousin's kids who may or may not be my first or second cousin. Great. <laughs> <laughs> um, follow us at Weed and Grub on Instagram. Email us, wg at weedandgrub.com. Pictures, suggestions, things you want to hear us talk about. I want to hear about. you talk about your family dynamics. Yeah, let's hear it. Send, send over pictures of your Thanksgiving uh, successes and fails and holiday recipes and anything. And we're probably going to have to write a gift guide at some point if you have suggestions of things you want oh. us to um, include in our holiday gift guide, all and, that good stuff. And we got a DM from someone with a really good suggestion for a candy corn recipe for me. So oh, I, yeah. I still got to make that candy corn dish for us. Well, so. it's not going bad. So you have years. <laughs> um, thanks so much for hanging out with us as always. It's a great time. And um, I guess we'll see you next week. See you next week. Bye, everyone. Bye.